When the Brooklyn Dodgers moved to Los Angeles after the 1957 season, they played baseball in the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum until the construction of Dodger Stadium was completed in time for the 1962 season. In a sport noted for its history of oddly shaped ballparks, the L.A. Coliseum ranks as one of the most ill-fitted ever to host Major League Baseball. Built in 1923 as a memorial to those who served in World War I, it was well suited for football in the Olympics, but with its oval design, it lacked adequate space for a baseball field with balanced dimensions. When the Dodgers played their home opener in 1958, the distance from home plate to right center field was an impressive 404 feet, but the left field wall was only 250 feet from home plate, a distance more fitting for a Little League game. To prevent cheap home runs, the Dodgers put up a 40-foot high screen, but while the screen stopped line drives, it didn't prevent high fly balls from sailing into the seats. One of the most adept Dodgers at lofting fly balls over the left field net was outfielder Wally Moon, who recently passed away at the age of 87. He was so successful that Dodger announcer Vince Scully, playing on the frenzy created by the Russian Sputnik launch in 1957, described Moon's high-flying home runs as moonshots. Wally Moon began his career with the St. Louis Cardinals in 1954, where he had the unenviable task of replacing the popular Enos Country Slaughter, who'd been traded to the Yankees. But Moon won fans over when he had a home run in his first time up at Sportsman's Park and went on to become the National League's Rookie of the Year. I walk up there and they announce my name and the crowd starts chanting, We want Eno. We want Eno. They were unhappy. And I certainly can hear that. Everybody can hear it. But um, I was fortunate enough that I took ball one, ball two from a left-handed pitcher named Paul Minner of the Chicago Cubs. And the third pitch to me came down the heart of the plate, and I hit it, and I hit it hard, and I hit it high, and I hit it long. I hit it out of the ballpark, totally out of the ballpark, over the pavilion, onto Grand Avenue. I think somewhere I got a shot of adrenaline, a great surge of power. It's probably one of the longest home runs I ever hit. About the time I got to second base with my home run trot, it was more than a trot, I was running, but uh, by the time I got to second base, those boos and those chants had changed to a great roar of applause. And uh, I tell you, it lifted a burden off of my shoulders. After being traded to the Dodgers in 1959, Moon, thanks to his celebrated moonshots, became an all-star and helped the Dodgers to a World Series victory. Wally Moon took advantage of the Coliseum once the Dodgers moved to Los Angeles, but he wasn't the only player from his era to benefit from ballparks that were mockingly called bandboxes because of their short dimensions. Only Pittsburgh's Force Field had dimensions that were daunting to home run hitters. But in 1947, when slugger Hank Greenberg balked at playing in Pittsburgh, the Pirates shortened the home run distance at Force Field by 30 feet to accommodate him. During my own ball playing days, I played on my share of oddly shaped, grassless ball fields. On Pittsburgh's south side, where I grew up, Every field had short dimensions because it had to fit between narrow city streets. At the city's Park District Center, where I played softball, the field was so short that any ball hit over the fence was an out. At South High Stadium, where I played baseball, the field was so oblong that any ball hit into the right field stands was a single. 
When I came to Carbondale in 1969, I played softball in what was mostly a church league on Blyer Field next to the old Carbondale High School. Over the years, I've played for park district teams at Evergreen and Williams Fields, as well as for a team in the Tri-County League that traveled all around the area and even made a trip to Champaign for a state tournament. My last seasons were spent on muggy Saturdays when English department faculty and students played at a field behind Unity Point School. I played ball on so many fields, but my favorite moment came in a cow pasture at Cooperstown. My wife Anita and I were at a baseball conference that ended with a picnic and the 19th century game of town ball. When Anita found out that you got runners out by soaking or hitting them with a leather-covered ball, she was reluctant to play, but she was a good sport, at least until she came to bat. When she hit the ball, she covered her head with her hands and ran screaming to first base, a tactic that so distracted the other team that Anita easily made it safely to the bag. After decades of playing ball, I can look back on memorable catches and hits, but nothing comes close to Anita Country Peterson's mad dash to first base in a Cooperstown cow pasture. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.